Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of The MN Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. I, I don't know him. I don't know who Brad Rothschild is. I don't know him. But I'm Stephen Cook. I don't know him. I nominated him for my acting co-host, but I don't know. I don't know who he is. I don't know him. I don't know him. I've never met him before. I've been, I, I, I assume he knows what he's doing. He's got the job of co-host. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. He was in the position before. He was the chief of staff yeah. of my previous co-host. So I guess uh, he's the one. He's now responsible for everything. The investigation into the misdeeds uh, at the at the origins of the MN Corner. Before we started the podcast, I got Russian money. We had some money from sources. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where the money I don't know. came from. I there was no collusion, though. Anybody would have done it. Uh, there has never been any proof of any collusion. Mm. Um, <laughs> Stephen Cook was my attorney. He was really more of a PR guy <laughs> than anything else. I don't really know him. He handled some things that, I mean, you know, they just told me, like, oh, don't worry, we're taking we're care taking of it. We're taking care of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know Stephen Cook. <laughs> I okay. Don't, I don't even know, Stephen. We have the ultimate douchebag as the acting attorney general. What's the, what are the chances that he actually becomes the attorney general? I think I, that's pretty good. Doesn't he need to be confirmed, though, in order? Is it a cabinet position? Well, he could do a recess appointment, and that'll bring us up to yeah, close yeah. to the election. I guess that it wouldn't be so wise, because then you'd actually have to. Do, I don't think you can do more than one recess appointment. Who? So they'd then have to nominate someone in the midst of an election uh, an election fight. So, I, but, but I, I don't know. But but <laughs> he's got a while where he can uh, absolutely um, he can run roughshod over the of system the, of the right of the Mueller ex- investigation. He said, and it's a, I think we should take very seriously what he said on TV. Those clips from CNN where he said, "Well, you don't need to fire Mueller. You just the attorney general can starve the investigation of funds." Basically, starve, starve it out of, of out of existence. Yeah, boy, I really feel like this. Every every nominee, every appointment is like nominating the fox to watch over the hen house. But in this case, it's worse than that. This is this, this is the the boldest move this is, yet. Clearly, they appointed this guy to get rid of. The investigation. I mean, that goes without saying, right? But the fact that it's so obvious does not mitigate the other obvious fact, which is that people just don't care, and it's going to happen. No, no, right, right, right. It's going to People happen. don't care. People don't care. Well, look. the level of criminality is so high at this point. But people don't care. Remember, after the after the pipe bombs, uh, they were interviewing. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the previous uh, on the previous Amen Corner. They were interviewing people waiting outside to get into a Trump hate rally, and they were saying, "Oh no, no, the Democrats definitely right. this was a false flag uh, operation." They're all this false is flag the craziest, operation. crazy stuff. Can I just, you know what? For like half a second, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking. When were the elections? Was it last week or is it six weeks ago? Or Dude, they're still going on. Recount two, oh, possibly yeah. three recounts in Florida. Holy, Florida, Florida is the worst is place the on worst earth. Worst state in the union. 
Although I will say that if the Georgia elections oh happened in a foreign country, the State Department would be denouncing it. Would be denouncing yeah. it. I mean, straight up theft uh, uh, of an election. I mean, the the most populous counties in and around Atlanta had collectively 700 less voting machines than in the rest of the of the state, which is considerably less populous than the metropolitan Atlanta area. And then they found a bunch of unused voting machines, <laughs> like in wrap in wrapping like plastic, <laughs> like in a truck somewhere. Like, and no one seemed to care that this guy who was running for governor oh God, was overseeing his own election as a secretary. Of Not state. that the Georgia election electoral system has worked well in the past, well, but. Neither has Florida. Right, exactly. Know. This is like, this is serious Jim Crow this, shit. This is third world shit. Right. This is ridiculous. They're, and, they're and screaming, now, in Florida, they're screaming fraud. Uh, yeah. But when they go to court, they're not, they're not, apparently they're not claiming fraud. Well, so Rick Scott's. The Republicans are screaming fraud. In public, but in court, they're not claiming fraud. Oh, but you know that yesterday there were a bunch of white supremacists who were picketing uh, outside in Florida. Well, that's exactly what the point of screaming fraud is to get these people out to put pressure on the county electoral officials to say, we're too freaking scared and hand it to this, Rick this Scott crazy. and uh, and Ron DeSantis. What, what, what's crazy is that no matter how many times this propaganda arm of the Republican Party whips up hatred... No matter how many times somebody acts after being influenced by this, they still do it. Yeah, no one because no one says enough. No one stands up. Uh, and this is like screaming fire in a crowded theater, time Matthew. after time, Matthew. until somebody sets fire to the theater. Right, and that's what's going to happen. The, yeah. the, it, and, and I think it's going to it's going to happen in Florida. It's yeah. going to happen in, in Georgia. It's so disrespectful. They, they basically said, "We won." Uh, there were no irregularities whatsoever. There are no additional ballots, and we're proceeding with the tra- with Brian Kemp's transition. Now, it does seem that in Atlanta, if the numbers in not Atlanta in Georgia, if the numbers are actually correct. She couldn't find another sixty thousand votes for her. That's what right. separates them because some percentage are going to go to him. But that doesn't include all of the votes that have been suppressed and right. all of the people exactly. who, are, who are disenfranchised exactly. and not even allowed to vote in the first in place. In Florida, there's actually right. ballots that have yet to be counted in Broward County, <laughs> which is, is yeah. brown Democrat. and democratic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. This is insanity. It's total This freaking. is insanity. And then Arizona... It looks like Kristen Cinema is going to win, yeah. but there's I'm sure there's going to be some some fight, some fight there. You know, I know Kristen Cinema a little bit. Yeah, really? Yeah, Somewhere. she um I did a I did a trip um with the Aspen Institute uh-huh. with young up and coming uh, American politicians. This was before she was in Congress. She was like a state legislator. And they, they Aspen Institute picks out people who they think are going to be national politicians. And so she was on the trip. And we, we hung out a lot uh, on the trip. We went to uh, Egypt and Israel and the Palestinian areas. It was, uh, it was a fun trip. There's been, there were actually been, I did that for a few years and there were some pretty serious people, both D's and R's, who have moved up from that state level into nice. Congress, governorships, attorney generalships and stuff like that. So, so was she cool? She's very, very cool. Really? Yeah. And when she was still a state, I think she was in the state Senate. I was out in Phoenix to give a talk, and we we hung out. Like we went out, we had dinner. She's she's a very nice, very nice woman, and she did she would, smoke the hookah? 
and she did ah uh, if anybody on that trip smoked the hookah it would definitely be Kristen Cinema. Yeah. she's very nice she's very cool she's extremely capable she'd make a great senator well, and what a statement from be. Arizona yeah. to elect a Democrat that would be great yeah so the initial uh, results from the election were somewhat less than overwhelming but now when you look at it with now we have the benefit of four days right. since then and we can see that it actually, given the gerrymandering of districts and voter suppression, this is as close to a wave as you can get in this country, given the realities of, of the situation. I mean, what's the number of... I know that there are still a number of uh, seats that are contested or... Right, and California takes forever to come right. in. And especially so now that California is on, on fire, fire. again. Um, and those pictures are horrible. horrible. It's like the end of the world. Right. Like, Anyway, back to this. Um, what's the number that they think the, of seats that are that will be flipped by the end of this? Thirty. Thirty-eight. I mean, that's thirty-eight, a thirty-nine, something like that. Number. Um, that is a significant. number. They were helped by redistricting in in Pennsylvania, right. which needed to happen. There's going to be redistricting actually in Maryland the next time around, so they could flip a seat back. But whatever, I think it was important. What, you know, we were in different places on Tuesday night. You were texting me, telling me. I don't like the way this looks. Right. I, don't I, like started, this looks. I, start, I was watching what was going on in Georgia and Florida. I think you were. I think you were suffering from PTSD from 2016. I definitely to be honest with you. From but PTSD. but this is the problem. Somewhere, sometime, la, it, whether it was over the summer or late in the spring, MSNBC decided there was going to be a blue right, wave, right. and so this was a narrative. I mean, the media is always looking for some story, yeah. so everybody got caught up in blue wave, blue wave. It was always going to be the case that the. Democrats were going to be in a very good position to retake the House. That's true. That the electoral map in the Senate was so, so tough because of the number of seats they were uh, they were defending. Right. And the places where the Republicans had to defend were really tough seats for Democrats. Texas, Florida. Yeah. You know, well, actually, Nelson is a, a Democrat. But other places where they were defending. Indiana, things like that. So, actually, I think... That the Demo- and then they and they flipped a bunch of governorships. Yeah. I think it was a really positive, Absolutely. positive night. And what happens is when you start talking about a blue wave in May and June, and then it doesn't actually right. materialize. It gives the GOP and GOP flax to say exactly what they're saying. Oh, the Democrats underperformed, right. and it it sows doubt. So we, and set, we set ourselves up for this. Exactly. It's exactly what Democrats do. For disappointment. Right. Instead of instead of embracing the possible, we hope for the miraculous. And when we don't get the miraculous, we think it's an abject And failure. think about the sea change in in in, in Washington yeah. right now. Devin Nunes is now just a, a member of the minority. He may be the minority uh, leader of the of the House Intel Committee. Yeah, but uh, Adam really Schiff yeah. is the head of the House Select Committee on Intelligence. That's a big that's deal. That's enormous. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a very, very big, that's deal. A big deal. Jerry Nadler is yeah. the head of, what is it, uh, not Ways and Means, um, Judiciary. Judiciary Committee. Or, my own Jerry Nadler. Your own my, Jerry Nadler. I mean, this is, these are these are very, very significant changes. Did, Ways and Means, they have will be able to access Donald Trump's tax, tax returns, returns yeah. not through Donald Trump, but through the IRS as the chairman of the House Ways right. and Means Committee. But, you know, on the other hand, like that's on one hand, like, great, let's see what his tax returns show. But on the other hand, as we said earlier, it's not going to matter to anybody. 
we're going to see his tax returns. They're going to come up with all sorts of weird stuff that nobody is going to be able to explain. Right. And the only explanation is going to be the simplest, which is he's a criminal. Right. And it's not going to make a difference. And, of course, in that bonkers news conference, the president oh said God. he was going to go to war. He's unhinged. Dude, He's that unhinged. was... I wasn't watching it. I was working, and I was working from home, and I got a, a WhatsApp from one of my friends like, if you're not watching it, you yeah. have to turn this on. He's and insane. I dropped what I was doing, and I watched it. I, was, I saw the whole... That's a racist question. Oh you God. offend me. The whole Jim Acosta. I mean, totally he's, bonkers. He's insane. And then for them to doctor that video, <laughs> it's some, and that's think some that they could get away with it. Okay, so in I, in I guess it was a couple of months before the uprising in uh. Egypt, Mubarak and I think King Abdullah had a meeting with uh, President Obama. And so the photo was in the East Wing, President Obama kind of walking ahead uh-huh. of Mubarak and Abdullah. The Egyptians doctored the photo to put Mubarak ahead of That's so Obama. <laughs> Same kind of thing! This is so bad, though. They're like, how dare he attack this, this woman who was just doing her job? Oh, all of a sudden now, it's, it's not a, okay to uh, grab women. <laughs> I heard Sean Spicer on the BBC, yeah. and they were asking him about this about this conduct and stuff like that, and he got so pissed. He's such a snowflake. He's like, well, I don't think Jim Acosta's uh, conduct was acceptable, and that's what the White House is concerned about. And so the BBC, the person from BBC World was like, no, no, no! That was a doctored video. He, you know, there were uh, five people said. there who said oh, he's like. Well, you know, you asked me to come on to talk about the <laughs> midterms, and now you're asking me about this, and uh, he got all put out and wanted like, to hang up the phone. Yeah, he doesn't like facts. He doesn't like so facts. So what happened was this intern tried to grab the microphone, as everybody knows by now, away from Jim Acosta, and he swerved a little bit to avoid her gra- her hand grabbing him. And didn't they take a video from InfoWars? And then, yeah, they took—so the White House re— uh, tweeted a video that InfoWars created where they slowed down his her movements and they sped up his so it made it look like he was physically assaulting not, her. it didn't even look like assault it was more like he was brushing her off which what didn't even happen <laughs> but if if my memory serves me correctly and so much has happened in the last 2 years didn't Corey Lewandowski actually physically like, harm yes. a female journalist right like he he, he actually shoved yeah. a female journalist right, right. But that's okay. Right. And didn't the president at one point brag about grabbing women by their private parts? I mean, yes. I, I seem to remember that. <laughs> and that seems to be all right. But you, it, can, you can do that. And doesn't he constantly berate the press at every... Yeah, the enemy at, of the people. Yeah, at every possible moment? <laughs> yes. So those things are all okay. But this is... There's nothing... There's nothing new or novel about this other than the fact that the White House took video from InfoWars, doctored it, which is some serious authoritarian shit. For someone who spends so much time studying authoritarian countries, we just went through this whole spasm of of anger and concern over the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. And one of the things that people were commenting on was that the Western media reporting on this was relying on the Turkish media, which are notorious fabricators. Right. Now, and in the service of the great man, the president of Turkey, now we have a similar kind of dynamic going on. And again, for 30%, 35% of the population who are brainwashed? Country, yeah, they the, don't care. They're, they're like the people who are brainwashed in Turkey, where all they watch is media that is supportive of 
the government and the great man himself, this cult of personality. And so I go back to the pipe bombs were Democrat false, right. false, false flag. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Back to I'd rather live in Russia than vote for a Democrat. Oh I, you know, I'd be okay with those guys going to Russia. They're more by than all means. They're they, more than welcome. They have the cold they're, hard they're, reality. They're great patriots. Like I said, those people. I've said it before. Those people think that Russia is just like America, but they speak Russian. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Well, I can see Russia from my house in Alaska. <laughs> it's just incredible. It looks just like my house. Of course, house. these are people who don't have passports. So That's true. Uh, just Yet somehow they have guns. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like let's not even talk about the fact that there was another mass fucking shooting this week. And on CNN that morning, I'm watching it. Oh, my God. Uh, they said... This that was soul crushing. This is the worst mass shooting in America in the last twelve days. That when you sent that to me, it was it's completely like, soul crushing. Yeah, because they know what they're saying now. Like this happens every oh, week. Every week. Did you? Did you? I sent you the thing that Michelle Goldberg wrote in the Times about the lefties now arming up. Uh, yeah. So there's so there are now uh, people on the left, like the socialist gun owners of America, and all this. There's no good can come from this. No. There's 300 million guns in this country. That's crazy. But aren't most of them in the hands of, of like, like 10%. 10% of the people? Yeah, yeah. But look, it's it, the, we have created a situation where the U.S. government is diminishing its own sovereignty. Well, yeah, you and I have talked yeah. about this, right? And we talk about you know the state's monopoly on uh, violence. Right. Right? The state is the only entity that is supposed to be able to inflict violence. And that's part of just the agreement of having a government. Right. Now, of course, you know, the, 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 the capacity to inflict violence on the part of the state in the United States is tremendous. <laughs> Unparalleled, I would say. But 300 million guns and a lot of these people arming up because they're, they're, they want to fight the government. I, I mean, look at what happened in the, in the Northwest with these Crazy fucking ranchers. Again, this is something that I don't understand. Because, and again, this is not new ground that we're covering. They want to fight the government, right? They're saying when the government becomes too tyrannical, we're going to turn ourselves against the government. What are they waiting for? (laughs) What are they waiting for? Like, what needs to happen for you? Like, uh, does a Democrat need to take power? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I I think that's the case. Because really, if you were concerned about the country turning authoritarian and that's when you're going to go against it. But no, you see, what's happened is it's actually they keep winning. Right. So these ranchers. So every time there's a confrontation between U.S. Marshals and these crazy ranchers out west who owe millions of dollars in grazing fees to the to the federal government, they just think that you know they don't own it, but they just think that they should have it for free and they shouldn't have to pay for anything. Sounds like socialism. Every time, every time there's some sort of confrontation, the government backs Backs down. down. The one time the government and why does the government back down? They're like because we don't want to have a civil war. Because there's 300 million guns in this country. And so these crazy fucking ranchers have a standoff. And then all these other stupid fucks from wherever <laughs> show up with their guns and, and, and their flags and their secessionist crazy ideologies. And they're like, okay, we're going to fight the jackbooted Nazis of the U.S. Marshals and the ATF. And we always back down. Cra- and, we owe, and they always back I down. I think they should... All right, let it, you know, they should, the government shouldn't back down then. They should go for it. Well, I mean, if you're going to have the rule of law... At some point, at some point, this is someone's going to make the decision. 
Yeah, you have and to it's going to gonna spark something god awful. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, because the ones who are going to get caught in the crossfire are people like you and me, the Jews. Yeah, and the, people without guns, and people without guns, same. Jews without guns, Jews without guns. That's our club, <laughs> Jews without guns. <laughs> If only that club had armed themselves, and they wouldn't have been annihilated. <laughs> well, that's, like what, that. that's what that's what Trump would have said. <laughs> exactly. Had Jews without guns had an armed security guard, would have been fine. But then we'd have to change the name of our organization. Well, we're without guns, but the security guard has a gun. Fair enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's hire like a whole phalanx, an of army, security <laughs> to protect our Jews without guns club. <laughs> It's only that thin gun line that is going to protect us. Jesus Christ. I can't believe we're laughing about this. It's horrible. Oh it's horrible, but what are we supposed to do? I mean... I can't get a gun. I told you about a couple people talking to me about gun. getting guns and stuff like that. I, I handled an M16 rifle once. They gave me 10 bullets to shoot at a target. <laughs> I missed all 10 times. Like, the thing scared the hell out of me. It hurt my shoulder. I handed it right back to the Marine that was standing there. I was yeah. like, okay, thank you very much. I don't need a gun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down with the whole gun thing. But they gun. did let me shoot a, um, one of those, uh, off the back of a Humvee, one of those, um. <laughs> like a machine gun? No, 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 no. It was like a guy, it was like a missile. It was a, <laughs> and like you, you, it was like a video game. You just look through a thing and as long as you keep the target thing on the thing like two miles away, it blows it, it blows it up. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So Steven blew up a small village. <laughs> no, no, I blew up like a truck. <laughs> I blew up a truck. That was awesome. That's but cool. I was totally afraid of the. That's I, cool. Um, you know, Evan, who's a listener of the MN Corner, was on that same trip, and they gave him an M16, and he hit all the target all really? the times, yeah. Do you think he has a gun? No. No, because he lives in Israel. He lives he in Israel. He's got a son with a gun. He's got a son with a gun. <laughs> son with a gun. Son with a gun. He's a son of a gun. Um, yeah, so Evan hit all ten times. You hit zero. I hit so zero. He average five, which is good. And then, yeah, so he's a Jew kind of with a gun. I'm a Jew without a gun. But I, I did blow up a truck. He's a Jew who lives in the Jewish homeland, though. <laughs> it's very Jewy there. It's very Jewy. Yeah, very Jewy. It's very Jewish in Israel. It's very Jewish. <laughs> it is exceedingly oh, Jewish. So, just, but wait a second. Can we just go back to... The acting attorney general? No. The acting attorney... No. We just have to discuss the fact that the acting attorney general was on the board... Whitaker. Was on the board... Yeah, oh my God. ...of a company that that just took money from people. They didn't even do anything. They said... It was one of these companies that said, you send us your invention and we will help you get a patent and make you fabulously wealthy. And they all... What's wrong with that plan? And they didn't... And so what what the Federal Trade Commission discovered was... They actually didn't do anything. Like some of these companies, they like they send you a piece of paper. I they, was just and then when people called to complain, they said you have to give us more money, and then you'll get to the next level of this. And it's then like Scientology. Then Whitaker was sending letters on on behalf of the company as the lawyer on the board, saying we're going to sue you if just, you complain to the Better Business Bureau. I was just an advisor. I really had no idea. No, no this guy was operations of the then, company. Then the FTC sent him a demand letter saying he has to return the money. You know, they shut the company down. He has to return the money that he made as being a paid board member, so that they could try to make people who gave the money somewhat whole. And he he ignored the demand letter. He so just ignored it. All this this means, guy's a criminal. All this, this guy's a grifter. I mean, all like, this means to me is that he fits in perfectly. In this <laughs> yeah, right. He is 
just as corrupt and just as shitty as everybody else, so he may as well have that job. At least at Trump University, you went to a class. <laughs> you did? You, you went to it, and you got a photo. You got a photo with a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump. I would love This, I would they, love. you just sent a check and your idea, and they just threw your idea in the garbage can and deposited your check. check. I would love to talk to somebody who went to Trump University. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I would love to. Wouldn't you love to? We like, have to have a Trump University graduate on the program. If any on of our program. listeners knows of, or is he or she, is him or herself a, a, a graduate or at least a one-time attendee of Trump University, please reach out to us I because mean, we want to talk to I, you. You know, I, I do because, like, what, like, what was going on in your head? It's like... 2.30 in the morning and you're stuck on the country music channel. You're drunk as hell. You're, no, you're not even drunk. You're just like, and you're like, you see this commercial for Trump University and you're like, he's rich. I'm he's going to help me be rich. And, and, you, and you send some astronomical sum of money. I don't know if it's astronomical, but it was for them probably. Cause, yeah. All right, well, maybe he wasn't drunk, but he was definitely huffing glue. Because <laughs> at like 2.30 in the morning Country like, music channels on I'm huffing my glue And all of a sudden this commercial comes commercial. on And I think No, I wonder what what was the tuition Wasn't it like 10 like, grand? Yeah, but I mean that's not an astronaut No, but, that's, no but that's 10 grand And then you get there and you have to do You have to pay more if you want the next level To get the next level of success I But if you want like the platinum level of success This is all like Scientology it's just, I would love to no, it's more a like fly, it's just stealing a fly on the wall when the person came into Donald Trump's office and pitched him the idea. <laughs> He's like, okay, here's the deal. We're gonna steal from dumbass people. It's called Trump University. I like it. <laughs> I like it. We're not actually teaching anything. Go on. <laughs> he what he personally picked the world class professors. World class. <laughs> Meanwhile, the people who talked about it was like it was like the, the the doorman at Trump Tower. I think more than it a, was a high pressure sales love, thing. Now I want to talk to somebody who is a professor there. <laughs> and what exactly are your you're an academic? In all of your in all of your travels, have you ever come across anybody? I, I who's never. I've at never Trump sat University? on a panel with some with a faculty member from Trump University. I, I think this is something that needs to happen. <laughs> I think we need to set you up on a panel yeah, with someone from with Trump, U. From Trump Fac- U. Faculty from Trump U. I Professor talk- Emeritus oh my God. at Trump University. They're all emeritus now, right? Trump University no I think longer it's exists. Really shut, it's shut down, but now we're all living. We're all living in Trump University. <laughs> we're all going. We're all getting our masters in Trump University because oh we have Trump derangement syndrome. I don't think we have Trump derangement. You know, that's I what, think like, he's got Trump derangement. Well, syndrome. he's clearly deranged. And, every, you know, people say, people on the right say, oh, you're all deranged. Uh-huh. Like, you're all, like, you're all deranged about George W. Bush, like the way they were deranged about President Obama. Actually, I think there's every reason to be deranged about, about this President guy? Trump because he's an authoritarian. He's crazy. He's mentally ill. He's, he's, did mean, you see on. him right before he got on the helicopter to go to Paris? He was clearly, he, like... A pissed off, uh, just, I was afraid he was going to push the button just to prove that he can. I, you know, I've heard that his son is about to get indicted, uh, so this might be why this might he be right. is, he's acting so... With this guy, Whitaker, if I was Mueller, I'd be like, all right, everybody, we're working 24-7 until we get this all done. I mean, we don't know that that already, that they're that not finished already. Right, right, and right, then, right. You know, we haven't heard anything for the last six weeks or so because of the quiet period before the election. They didn't want... At least someone holds up a norm in this country. 
Yeah, why, where was that in 2016? No, I know, but 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 Mueller actually is. I know, but where was that? Where was Comey in 2016? Thank uh, you very much. Fuck That's you, why Comey. We're, oh my god. I mean, like that guy comes across now as he's like some great defender of what? Uh, <laughs> basically, of his own image and reputation. He's a douchebag. He is, but he's very tall. He is very tall. Did, Did he I play s- hoops? I don't know. At Trump, he was he was <laughs> centered at Trump University <laughs> when they went to the when they went to the Sweet Sixteen. They had a bowling team at Trump <laughs> University because that's the sport that Donald played when he was in school. It's out. He was on the bowling team in in high school. Didn't he go to a military? He was at the military school? academy. Yeah, the New York Military Academy. <laughs> that's where they sent like recalcitrant young men. Cadet Bone Spurs was on the bowling team. Was he? Did he play a sport at Penn? Was he a letterman at Penn? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No. I don't think it was a letterman. <laughs> yeah. What what sport could he possibly have played? Uh, What's like the biggest douchebag sport there is? Polo? Yeah. That's definitely a douchebag. But like liking like horses are good things. Sports? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Golf? Mm, no, I don't know. He wouldn't. Have, he, he plays golf, right? Right. right. Not, but he wasn't that well. Nah, 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 nah. He's too fat to get his arms <laughs> in the swing. He wasn't. He, he wasn't fat. No, as he, he, was, as he, was, he is now. Yeah, he's, he's enormous. Really fat. I mean, we are deranged. We're sitting here talking about Donald Trump's weight. But That's true. seriously, like, no, no, no. It, we it's not mention, the same we thing. Did not, think, wait, we didn't it, mention Yeti pubes. <laughs> I will not go there. There's some places that are just even on the Amen corner are completely off limits. I'm just but saying. No, no, let's let's talk people about people are talking. The the right was insane over Obama. Obama was like he was a moderate Democrat. He was, he was a, a centrist. He was a total centrist. I mean, the ACA is based on Romney care of all of all things. So the the in the absolute insanity that was really deranged. Yeah. Well, it's here racist. we have someone. It was, yes, of course, it was racist. Because without saying, we've said that a million times. Here we have someone who is actually a genuine threat yeah, to the country. Ill. Mentally ill. He's mentally ill. He's an authoritarian. He has acted on his authoritarian impulses. He has whipped up the worst aspects of uh, the worst tendencies of the GOP base. There's political violence. There's this insane rise of anti-Semitism. This is someone who is actually a threat to society. So I think for people to be not deranged, but Angry. Overwhelmingly <laughs> concerned about the trajectory of the country is warranted. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So I, I reject this idea that there's there's Trump derangement. I mean, syndrome. the only people who say that are people who like to you know poke at liberals and sort of you know say like you're a snowflake. And right, right. Well, there is that like kind of assholey. Yeah, that's that's those are the kind of you see it on Facebook, this. you see it on on Twitter and stuff like but that. They, people enjoy trolling. Right, right, right. right. It's but still, I think that there's you know you see that um, you see that come out in respectable uh, publications on the right, like national. No, 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 no. I mean, these are things that are that are part of the conversation in a place like Washington, like National Review and the Weekly Standard. They are influential. I'm not talking about you know Infowars, Infowars or <laughs> no, even or even the American Conservative, which is a which is a magazine that is founded by Pat Buchanan and some crazy Greek anti semite. Um, <laughs> You know, that's pro-Russia. You know, they use the word neocon a little too much, you know, because they what they really mean is Jew. That, But I'm things like the Weekly Standard, the National Review that in those places, they do talk about uh, the derangement syndrome. I've heard people talk about my colleague Max Boot, who has as Trump derangement, uh, 
Trump derangement syndrome. Max Boot is having quite a moment, though, right now. He is absolutely having a moment. I mean, that that book about how he left the conservative movement and so on and so forth. But, you know, on the right, they'll say, well, you know, this is his way of making money and having his moment and getting his name in in the paper. I would say that there's some people on the left who would say the same thing. There's Um, some people. Look, the haters got to hate. Right. The haters absolutely have to hate. Yeah. But, But he is having a moment. And, you know, I wish that more people had these moments, you know, Three years ago. <laughs> Although, I mean, you know, it does take a certain amount of suspending history. I mean, Max, I mean, Max at least has come out and said, you know, I was wrong about this. I was right. blinded by this stuff. But, you know, suddenly Bill Crystal oh is God. kind of like a hero of the left, uh, uh, not the left so much as a kind of center left mainstream Democrat. This is a guy who brought us Sarah Palin, the Iraq War. Let, let's be clear. Fuck Bill Crystal. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, mean, I don't care if he's recanted now, but fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Right. But you do. I mean, the thing is, is that you're going to have to overlook certain things by, among principled conservatives if you want, because really, Brett it's Stevens. not it's not Democrats who are going to bring down Donald Trump. It's princi- it's conservatives who are going to bring down Donald no, Trump. No, the only way that he's going down is when he goes to jail, and if somehow the Dude, people... I'm worried about violence. The, right, gets, I saw him, I'm worried you know, about violence. The Don Jr. perp walk, there's going to be violence, man. But the people who are in the cult, the brainwashed masses of asses, Need to nice. Need Did to, you just make that up? Just came up. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> they the, the spell needs to be broken somehow. They need to be the. They have been brainwashed for twenty plus years by need, Fox News. We need to bring in somebody who is an expert at deprogramming <laughs> cult members. How do you? I mean, I mean, on mass, how do you do that? I think that they need to keep hearing the same messages over and over. Oh, but on Fox News. Yeah. But that's the only thing they watch. Exactly. Which I go back to. I I do hope that Roger Ailes had a very very painful death. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I, I, you know, I'm sorry. painful I'm not death. Sorry. Don't speak ill of the dead, except for Roger Ailes. We can speak ill of the dead. Yes, that's absolutely. Okay. So uh, I I don't know how, and that's what is so concerning about the future of the country because you do have 40 percent of the country. That is absolutely brainwashed. Brainwashed, absolutely brainwashed, and they, we need to we need to get and get in and deprogram them. That's what it's going to take. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe there's a course we could take at Trump University <laughs> how to deprogram <laughs> cult members. Oh my god, Trump University! Seriously, man. Two thirty in the morning. <laughs> Huff and glue. Country music channel on in the background. Hey, let's give it a shot. It's Budweiser Tallboy. I'm going to get rich. Donald Trump's a, he's the classiest guy on earth. That guy's rich, and I'm going to get rich, too. <laughs> the classiest guy on earth. And that's how I got my degree. You know, I only wear Trump ties and Trump, and Trump shirts. And drink Trump wine and eat <laughs> Trump steaks. And drink Trump I think water. the Trump. I think the Trump, the Trump shirts and ties are really classy looking stuff. I think the Trump brand. Is it's only. It's only. It's really. It's Trump is the is the poor person's ideal of a wealthy person, right. and he's not even like in the grand scheme of super wealthy people. He's not even up there. No, he's he's full of shit. His whole thing is, is smoke and mirrors. But we've we've gone over this over and over That's again. True. I, I just think. I don't know. Every time we talk about this, we're like, "This is a new. This is a new low." I feel like we're going. We're, we're, we're never going to find the bottom here. There's no bottom. They, they doctored a videotape. And somebody said to me this week, I always knew it would be bad, but I didn't think it would be this bad. Come on. And then you know what I said? I'm like, no. 
We knew it was going to be this bad. We just didn't know in what ways it was going to well, be I bad. Remember after we didn't know how it was going to look. We I remember knew. after he was elected, and people were like, oh, you know, there's this freak out, but it's going to, and there was a freak out after Reagan, but it'll actually work out just fine. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, well, right. I, I think the country, I think people would love to have a figure like Ronald Reagan. Which is point. really sad. Right. And people are challenging for George W. Bush. Yeah, but 30 years from now, you're not going to be sitting in our Depends saying. Uh, I'm uh, never wearing Depends. If I have to run to the bathroom every 20 seconds, I'm never wearing Depends, man. Uh, and are we going to be sitting around saying, you know what? The Trump days were not so bad. <laughs> if that's the case, we're going to be in like an underground bunker <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Like breathing through gas masks. No, we'll be living in our our, our, our second country, New Zealand or, or Canada or something. We probably won't even be speaking English at that point. <laughs> All right. We're out. We're out.